0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Conservative Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah B., and this is the podcast that's fighting back against liberal lunacy, the lies of feminism, and the destruction of the progressive left as we refocus ourselves on those F-bombs that truly matter, faith, family, friendship, and now, more than ever, freedom. Um, If you are new to the show, welcome aboard. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is a crazy little podcast. Um, You can check me out over on Instagram at uh, conservative mama podcast, otherwise my personal Instagram, which is Lady Devil USMC. I have been using conservative mama podcast predominantly lately, uh, just kind of stalking around in the, the comment section here. Right. Um, so if you're wondering like, why isn't she posting? I don't always post, uh, but I do go through and I comment and I put things on my reels, um, or my story anyway, um, a lot under, uh, conservative mama podcast so hopefully you guys are checking that out if you are a long-term long-time listener thank you so much for checking back in I love you guys and special shout out to my friend Gail um she has really uh outdone herself here today she sent me a couple of videos to watch and we're going to discuss that um here in just a minute so um it's homework for you guys. I want you to check it out it's really, really interesting and very, very informative. uh They are very interesting and informative, so okay, um the first thing I want to talk about here this evening really centers around that f bomb called family um, and social media. Uh, I know that for my tween daughter, uh the phone and social media. Um, that's kind of a big deal for her, right? Now she does not have access to all kinds of social media. Um, I wasn't even really on board with getting her a phone, but the fact is that most kids this age have one um so peer pressure right but that's not really it. Um, it was a matter of you know wanting to be able to give her some freedom. You know the the twelve is is kind of that age where they're really trying to become autonomous. They're not little kids anymore, but they're not teenagers and, and adults yet either. So I want her to have some freedom um, while I can still get a hold of her. If, I guess if that makes sense. So that was kind of my justification for allowing it, right? Um, the only social media she has is Snapchat. Now I know some of you are like, okay, I'm 100% with you. I completely understand. I know what kind of uh, app Snapchat is, right? And so we've talked to her um, and we talk to her frequently about, you know, how to use this, you know, um, only talk to people that you physically know, um, et cetera, et cetera, right? And we have access to her stuff, so she's not allowed to post any pictures or videos that we haven't seen um the chats you know she has to be respectful no no sexting none of that right now I know that every kid is different um and they're they're different in their levels of maturity as well she's got some friends um they're frenemies right um that are a little bit more mature than she is um And so I really discourage uh, kind of giving them a follow and seeing what they're doing. Um, But all of that aside, across the newsreels here today is a very um, upsetting story about a young girl from Boulder, Colorado, Um, and she was at a football game a local high school football game. She's 14 years old. Um, her first name is Chloe. Um, I think her last name, I'm sorry, it, is, it just It swept away from my mind right now. Um, I think it's C- uh, Clarkson? Chloe? Um, I know her first name is Chloe. Um, and I, I am so sorry. I, it just slipped my mind all of a sudden as I'm speaking. She's 14 years old, blonde hair, blue eyes, very sweet looking girl, Um, was at a football game and um, some people saw her leaving, um, going down this trail or whatever with two grown men. Um, They described her as moving as if she's intoxicated Um, and the two men were older than high schoolers. They said, you know, one looked like an Asian male and one the other one had a beard. Um, but they were, they were adults. They were not other teenagers, right? And that's the last anybody has heard from her. That was September 30th. Um, why do I bring up Snapchat? Well, um, I bring it up because, you know, there is some evidence that suggests that she was talking to someone on Snapchat that maybe she didn't know. It's a it's a Snapchat handle that her parents didn't recognize. Um, you know that doesn't mean that uh, this is where it all stemmed from. We don't. There were no real further details to the story as to um, who may have taken her. Uh, you know, was Snapchat directly involved? Was this the media that they used to lure her away? Is this a kidnapping? A trafficking? Did she run away? What's going on? Right there. The, there were just not a lot of details, um, present. However, um, they did bring up Snapchat. There's a handle that, that was used that the family doesn't recognize. Um, they don't, no one seems to know anything about these two men. Um, it's unclear if she was intoxicated. Um, did she get alcohol at the, at the football game? Um, so let's be honest, teenagers do as teenagers do. Okay. <laughs> Um, so it's possible, right? Uh, or was this something that happened after? Were drugs involved? Like, we just don't know. So I bring this up because parents, you have to be involved with your children. You've got to be involved with their friends. You've got to be involved with the, their phones. You, so this little girl, I say little girl, she's also a tween that my daughter is frenemies with. She loves to claim that her phone is hers and that her, no one is allowed to touch it or look on it, right? To which when my daughter tried that, I said, yeah, okay, I pay the bill. Um, you pay me a little bit on the bill, uh, but I bought the phone. It, the line is mine, Okay. When you pay your own bills, it's like having it's like having your own car, right? Like when you pay your own car, when you pay your own mortgage, like then we can talk, okay, but um, until then, my rules. Um, and so I have seen some of the pictures that this girl puts out, and um, I've got some concerns. So you know some of, uh, another mother uh, and I have been discussing like, do we bring this to her attention? So um, we're not there yet. We haven't decided. Uh, I'm curious to know what you guys think, like what is overstepping the boundaries and, and what is just being a good, you know, watchful mom. I don't know. But suffice to say that moms and dads You know, I never thought I would say we have to be helicopter parents. But on some level, when it comes to social media, when it comes to the phone, when it comes to the internet, you have to be a helicopter parent. You've got to check that history. You've got to check their photos. You've got to check their videos. You've got to check whatever social media platform they're on. You've got to get in there. You've got to see who they're responding to, who's texting them, who's DMing them, what are they saying, what's going on. Again, I understand that Snapchat has that cute little feature of conversations that disappear. Um, there used to be a way where conversations wouldn't disappear and I can't remember how to do that. But anyway, you have to be involved. And I, I, I brought up the story of young Chloe because I wanted my daughter to um, hear it. I wanted her to take that to heart. So I brought her up uh, to my little office space in her brother's bedroom and I sat her down and I read to her the, the very short article it's like an uh cbs or something to that effect right I, i'm not sure but i i told her you know i read it to her i showed her the picture and i said to her you know i i used it as a as a training moment this is why dad and i look at your phone this is why we you know are very cautious with you about Snapchat. This is why, you know, when we say you can't wear that or you can't do this or you can't do this, it is our job as parents to look out for you and protect you. And I showed her the, the, um, the endangered missing sign that her parents had to put together or law enforcement, you know, probably both of them together, right? And I said, no parent wants to make a sign like this for their child no parent wants to do this because you know for any number of reasons not the least of which is of course their child is missing from them right i mean that is that's the most important their child is missing from them but no parent wants to go through this and it's heartbreaking for me as a mom to know how badly her mother must be suffering and how my heart breaks for her mother and my heart breaks for her daughter. The thing, and I, you know, as I talked to mine, my daughter, I told her, I said, you know, this girl is 14 years old. She's two years older than you. For all we know, she thought she was talking to someone her age. She had no idea. Um, she she was totally innocent in the matter, had no clue that anything bad could ever happen to her. She's at a football game, it, just like the one that my daughter went to a couple of weeks ago. I said, you know, I mean, we've got the fence around the football field, as most uh, high schools do. You have to pay admission. There's one way in, one way out, essentially. Um, and so you know and you have to stick together you have to stick together with your girlfriends and and I couldn't stress that enough to her you whoever you know like if you go to the bathroom you know you all go if if you know you want to go and hang out with somebody else and you got to bring your wingman you don't leave somebody behind um that's just how it is you stick together and you know I told her I said this is why because it's very very it's a lot easier and I don't think kids really understand this it is a lot easier for them to be tempted away from their friends to be tempted into a situation that they normally wouldn't find themselves in or would be against their, their better judgment um you know when uh, you know, they're in that kind of euphoric state. They're giddy. They're happy. You know, life couldn't couldn't be better. Um, you know, they're with their friends. You know, they might be willing to do some risky, dumb crap, right? Like we were all there once. I know I was for certain there. I was willing to do all kinds of risky, dumb crap. Um, as long as I wasn't going to be physically harmed, you know, I would do some kind of, you know, I, I would be the one, right? Everybody has a little bit of that. And I said, you know, the problem is, is this, this girl probably went to this game, had permission to go. Her parents dropped her off, said, hey, we'll pick you up at whatever time. And she didn't think anything else about it. This is, this is, um, you know, her Friday night or, or whatever, right? Like this is her, her night to just do and be a teenager, you know, do what teenagers do. Just be a 14 year old, freshman or sophomore in high school, excuse me, and just be young. And now there's this nightmare and my heart breaks for her family and for her and the what ifs, you know, what could I have done differently? What could I have said differently? What could I have done to uh, make sure the situation never happened? And again, I don't want to presume that her parents did not have these talks with her. I don't want to presume that her parents were not involved and they didn't check her media and her phone and and didn't do their due diligence and, and whatever. I'm, I don't want to presume that because I think that's extremely unfair to do to the parents. We don't know if they were involved or not, but I don't want to make those speculations, okay? The fact remains that a young girl is missing and hearts are broken. Families are, are crushed. Her, her friends, her school, I mean, this is going to have a ripple effect, right? And in talking with my daughter, I wanted her to really see that, that the gravity of that situation. And I was very open with her and told her, you know, there are, uh, there are fates worse than death out there. Um, for some of you young people, you might go, what? Because you're young. And you have like this, I think all young people have this, you know, I'm going to live forever syndrome, right that's why that's why they join the military, like myself, like well, I'm going to live forever. um I'm only teasing, <laughs> uh yeah, kind of right, <laughs> but I wanted her to understand, and I told her, you know, there are fates worse than death out there. she could be being trafficked. Uh, across state lines. And and my daughter doesn't quite understand what that means. So I kept it appropriately vague. Does If that makes sense, um, moms, you know what I'm talking about, where you're telling them without going into gory details, right? You give it an age-appropriate um, definition, something that they can understand without um, conjuring these dark images or or, or whatever kind of a thing, I guess, right? It's age appropriate. And that's how I tried to approach it was, was with this age appropriate definition, but you have to be involved. I cannot stress that enough. And, you know, I don't want to hear it. It won't, it's not my kid. It it can't happen to my kid. It, It won't happen to my kid. My kid doesn't look at that stuff or talk to those people or, you know, the, the whole point is it could, it could happen to anybody's child, Anybody's child. It doesn't make them a bad child or make the parent a bad parent. These predators are out there in the same way that the wild kingdom has predators of their own. Lions and wolves and and whatever. They're always out there, but not every deer gets eaten by the predator, right? A large number just live out their animal life. Same thing with people. A large number of people just, you know, thank God, live out their lives, and no harm ever comes to them. And, and praise Jesus. But there, there are predators out there. There are animals that live inside human beings that, that prey upon the weak amongst us, whether they're children or the elderly. These monsters, these people are out there and no amount of wishing them away or burying our head in the sand and pretending that they don't exist. If I don't talk about it, it just won't happen. That's not true. And instead of arming your children with knowledge and and what to look for without scaring them and without giving them inappropriate details, right? But arming them with knowledge, you know, this is why I don't want you to wear this outfit. This is why you can't put those photos out there. And and honestly, moms, how many times have you said this to your children when you said you can't put that photo on Instagram or, or Facebook or whatever? And they're like, Why? Because it doesn't look to you the way it looks to me. And People who are my age are going to see that and think about it very differently than you see it. You know, it's kind of that approach, right? They Sometimes they just, they don't think like us. They don't know. They're innocent. Um, not all kids, unfortunately, but hopefully a lot of them. And it's our job to keep them that way, to keep them safe. So I bring all of this up because I want to encourage, you know, the F-bomb in family, Right. We have to do our due diligence to keep our children safe. The pedophiles, the groomers, they're in the schools, they're in the institutions now, they're trying to make it, um, uh, I don't know if sexy is the right word, but definitely acceptable, you know, minor attracted persons. No, no you don 't get to own the rhetoric you don 't get to change the language you are a pedophile if you are attracted to children you 're a pedophile and you have absolutely no business uh, roaming freely amongst the rest of us you don 't you don 't at all and if you are in an institution where you 've got children i don 't care if it 's at a daycare or you 're at a you 're teaching third grade or you 're in high school or you 're in college if you have to uh, you have to talk about your adult bedroom life or adult uh proclivities, you know, your your which way you swing, I don't care. If you have to talk about that to children, you're a groomer. If you have to take if if by doing this, by talking to kids in this way gives you some type of validation, it gives you like the oh thank God I'm finally accepted. Feeling You're the problem. You're the groomer. This is not, we're not not making it normal. We're not normalizing pedophilia. We're not going to accept your terms and conditions. Parents all over are fighting back against this lunacy. So, you know, talk to your kids. Make them aware None of what is going on in the schools with the, with the over-sexualization and the gender confusion and any it's, none of this is benign. None of it. Absolutely none of it. It is absolutely designed to pull the family further apart than they already are. It is absolutely designed to pit children against parents. You know, especially if you are a conservative family and your child you know, all of a sudden is maybe they're in the public school district and, and they, you know, are getting their heads full of this foolishness and they come home and they're like, you don't understand me. And they start to, you know, shirk their, their, the morals and the teachings that you've, you've instilled in them. That's a usurpation of your authority and it's by design. So mama bears, you've got to get involved. And I know it can be difficult because you get the kids every once in a while, this is my phone, you can't look at it, blah, 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 blah. Then I'll turn off the service and you won't have one. You can have a gizmo watch, that's what you get. And and we'll go from there. But you owe it to the safety of your family to be involved and to look. And, you know, my heart and my prayers and my thoughts are with young Chloe's family and with her. And I hope that she is found safe and sound and soon and they can go on with their lives. But, you know, as I told my daughter, in so many cases, that that isn't what happens. And I'm not going to sugarcoat anything here on the show because it's what people want to hear. You know as well as I do, in far too many cases, that is not how it turns out. And my heart breaks knowing that. But it doesn't do us any good to lie to our kids and pretend that the monsters aren't there. We don't have to scare the crap out of them, but... We need to make them informed and whatever is age appropriate. So hopefully that empowers you guys, um, you know, to have these conversations, to have these kind of difficult talks because they don't understand social media. I'm not a giant fan of kids being on social media to begin with. Um, But, you know, I, I can't tell you what to do with your family as far as that goes, right? Like everybody has to police their own. Um. The second thing I, I wanted to touch on really quick quickly were the two videos I brought up, I think in the beginning already. I already can't remember. Um, if you go to Rumble, Turning Point USA has two videos out, and I really want to yeah, I did mention it. <laughs> oh my gosh, squirrel. Um I really want you to check it out. That's your homework for tonight or this week, right? Turning point USA on rumble.com they have a video with an FBI whistleblower. Now this is not the same FBI whistleblower that Dan Bongino uh interviewed. This is a different FBI whistleblower. Um but it's a really neat video. You only uh, they 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 type the question if you will. So there's not a back and forth. Obviously, the gentleman is sitting there and he's talking to someone. Um could be Charlie Kirk, could be anybody, okay? Um, he's talking to someone. Um, he's answering the question that's posed, like, uh, for instance, was 9-11 an inside job, right? And he he'll repeat the question and he'll, you know, tell you. Um, you know. But he touches on that, he touches on the Las Vegas shooting, he touches on all these ways that the FBI has gotten involved in things, um, or not, what they've chosen to investigate and act on or not, right? Um, and the complete dysfunction of not only the FBI but the DOJ. But he doesn't end with negative, negative, negative. He talks about how you combat this federal overreach, right? How do we, as Joe Schmo, John Q. public citizen, fight back against that overreach, right? Right? And he, he made it pretty clear, you know, you clean house at your county level first, right? Hey, those elections are coming up. This midterm is important. This election is more important than the last election, as will be the ones coming forward, right? You have to get out and you have to vote. Your vote has consequences. It, it matters, and it matters the most locally. Um, Casting the vote for president is wonderful, um, but casting the vote for governor, casting the vote for sheriff, casting the vote for, you know, that matters. That matters a lot more. This is how your community will be impacted. And so, you know, you think, oh, well, the FBI, they could just come in and they can, you know, kick down your door, Sarah B, and drag you out of the house. Well, yes and no. No. My sheriff in my, and I didn't know this, but he talks about this. But my sheriff, for instance, um, here in my county has the authority to say, no, not in my house. This is my citizen. You know, they're citizen of my county. This is my jurisdiction. You aren't going to do a daggone thing without letting me know what you're going to do. You're not just going to go kick in Sarah B's door and drag her out at gunpoint in front of her family. They, like that's not going to happen. That's what a good sheriff would do. And that 's what they should be doing and and i 'll be honest when he said that, I was like, "Holy cow, I did not know that, so I wonder how many other of our law enforcement, our mayors, our governors, and you know I wonder how many more know or don't know that what they 're capable of right so anyway, that was the first video it 's uh i don 't remember the exact title now it 's um like fbi whistleblower it 's turning point u s a um, and then the second one is still Turning Point USA, but it's with Jack uh, Sobiak. Um, he's wonderful. I, I absolutely love him. He does such great work. Um, I love his tweets. Um, I'm not on Twitter, but they do come across. People post them all over Instagram. Like, he's on fire all the time. Um, and he has a video about, like, uh, the New World Order, right? Um and the direction that's heading and the direction that we're going and and the why, right? This ESG, uh, environmental uh, social governance or, or something to that effect, societal governance or something. Anyway, it's poison. Um, of course, my company is all in and they're super proud of their ESG. Um, of course, the rest of us are like, we don't care. It's toxic and you're toxic for even introducing it, Um. It talks all about that, not only what it is, um, but how we got here. How did we get to this point? If you watch them like I did, you know what? It really doesn't take a lot of time to watch both of them. I think they're maybe, they're maybe 30 minutes a piece, I think, give or take. I, I'm not really 100% sure. It it really didn't seem like it was a very long time at all. They're just jam-packed with information. Um If you do like I did, where you watch them back-to-back, I watched um, Jack Posobiec after I watched The Whistleblower, and it really makes a lot of sense together. Um, You listen to The Whistleblower, and he talks about, you know, there are 70 um, individuals within our Congress and Senate who are communists. Communists. Um, He talks about um, uh, Comey you know, he was, when he was interviewed for, I think, what did he say, the New York Attorney General? Um, he admitted he was communist, wasn't sure of his political leanings at that moment, but he had um, always been communist or, or had leaned that direction. And he says, you know, honestly, if our FBI, if our DOJ, if if, if our FBI had been doing their jobs, they would have, never given him the position. He would never have gotten to where he got to. Um, they have tossed him out on his ear. So again, you guys have to go ahead and educate yourselves. You can't just rely on my words. Um, go and watch those two videos. They're on Rumble. You go to Turning Point USA. And I believe tonight it's the first two. So it, I, if I remember correctly, um, you've got the FBI whistleblower and then um just under that is the Jack Posobiec um video on uh the new world order essentially um yeah and so <laughs> the last little bit like dr fauci is apparently not going away uh ridiculously and and as if he could just i don't know if he could say you know i don't give an f more than he presently is but um it looks like he awarded his buddy uh peter dashick um more taxpayer money to study. Yep, you guessed it. Uh coronaviruses in bats over in the Wuhan lab. So, you know, again, they're never gonna let this go. They'll never let people return to normal any more than anybody got to return to normal after 9/11. You know, you got the Patriot Act, you got the spying, you got the TSA, like, yeah. Um Homeland Security, you know, now wants to target American patriots, you know, so there's a lot going on. But, yeah, I just found that to be kind of incredible. Okay, so there's your homework for tonight. There's actually three of them. Watch the two videos, of course, but also talk to your kids. Go through their social media. If you have to wait till they're sleeping, for the love of everything, take their phone, take their tablet, take the Chromebook, take whatever they've got and go through and look and see and educate yourself on what they're looking at, what are their conversations looking like, Like what's going on, Um, because you you never know. You may actually save their life. You don't know. You don't know what kind of level they're at if you don't check, what kind of DEFCON danger level your family might be at if you don't check, if you don't make sure that you're doing your due diligence. It doesn't matter what the rest of us out here are doing. You have to, have to be on top of all of it. I know it's a big ask, but you've got to. Your kids, you owe it to your kids and someday they will, they'll thank you for it. Hopefully. Okay. Um, Hopefully you guys are having a wonderful start to your week. Mine was a little wild. Um, HR really dropped the ball. So my husband was supposed to start work at my company here. It's not my company, but it's where I've worked for like the last 11 years. He was supposed to start there today and HR really dropped the ball and didn't have him on their start uh, list for today. So he'll start next week. It's so fantastically stupid, but whatever. So then we decided we were going to take the boat up to get winterized and, um, you know, any repairs that needed to be done and blew out not one, but two trailer tires um, on the drive up. The drive was only like 30 minutes to Edgerton, but, um, it took us like two hours, over two hours. It was ridiculous. So we had a spare for the first blowout, which was still here in town. We had the first, we had the, <laughs> a spare for the first blowout, but it was kind of funny. Cause I was like, I wonder what the odds are of that second tire going out. And it's probably cause I thought that, but we were almost to Edgerton when the second tire blew and it was insane. So ah, we were those people who had to drop the boat on the side of the road there on the side of the highway, run up to Farm and Fleet, grab a freaking tire, come back, change the tire, hook the boat back up, and trailer it the rest of the way to the lake. Uh So stupid. So it has been quite the day. Um, but hopefully your day is going much, much better and your week will go just as swimmingly um then Much more swimmingly than mine has so far, but (laughs) hopefully it's going well. All right. As always, love and God bless and stay deplorable patriots.